your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome you into this Friday evening edition of the Locked on Stars podcast. Yes, it is Friday. It's the end of another week. We're soaring and roaring through the month of November. But happy Friday, everybody. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Kenneth Nash, who is, I guess, are you finding my jokes funny for the first time? Uh, that seemed like a first. Your jokes. Oh, okay. Well, you were laughing, so that I I counted it as it was laughing at. I wasn't laughing at your jokes. All right. Uh, well, I I'm gonna say deep down, I'm gonna tell myself that you were because that's gonna help me uh, get through this <laughs> evening, get through this episode. So, regardless, happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Hopefully, it was a payday for you. Hopefully, you had uh, an exciting Friday, Kenneth. You know, an eventful Friday. Um, but. Also, hopefully, and you know we've got we've got Dallas Stars stuff to talk about. As always, thank the hockey gods yet again for blessing us with something else to talk about. It's like every day that we've done an episode for the past three or four weeks, we didn't think we'd have a topic, and then something would magically pop up. We knew this topic was coming again. We're going to talk. Spend the majority of this episode today talking about the documentary last night that aired on Fox Sports Southwest and the Dallas Stars YouTube page. We're not going home. Produced, directed, edited by Jeff Totes, senior producer for the Dallas Stars. A one-hour doc that we both got a chance to experience. Uh, and Kenneth, I know that most Stars fans either watched it last night or watched it probably sometime today. Uh, I think last time I checked YouTube this afternoon, it was over 12,000 views. And so yeah. it, it looks as though, and I, I know a lot of people were watching it on Fox Sports Southwest last night. Before we get into that, though, Kenneth, did you see, I think our suspicions were correct on the reverse retro that they're going to re- reveal a division a day. Today, we got the Metropolitan Division. We got a short little little snippets and sneak peeks of each of the eight teams of the Metropolitan Division, their retro, reverse retro uniforms. So I'm assuming we're going to get the Central Division tomorrow. I would assume, if I were a betting person, it looks like West, East, West, East, but we'll see. We'll see. Just cross your fingers. Uh, yeah, I'm just... I. The more I think about it, the more I'm just like, please be the star outline. The Everybody wants that, and I just, I don't think it's going to be that. But it might be. I don't know. I mean, I just, because to me, that's the most, and I get the, you know, you have the white with the black shoulders and all of that. Right. And, and those are, you know, I, I understand the significance of those jerseys for sure. And so maybe that's why. But I think when people still think of Dallas Stars, it past Dallas Stars, they still think of those greens and the... And, and yeah, so I don't know about that's what I'm hoping for. When I think about past Dallas Stars, I think about the jerseys from 2006 to 2013 with the Dallas across the chest and the numbers. Maybe it'll be that. Maybe it'll just be like really, <laughs> really bland and not a whole yeah. lot. Of this is a, the reverse retro. It's literally just a white jersey with Dallas written in victory green. <laughs> Congrats. Here's your new jersey. Hope you enjoy it. Anyways, anyways, that all that aside, we can't wait till Monday. We'll likely have. A review or a reaction episode to that reverse retro jersey. The uh, expectation is they'll all be released on Monday. That's been the reports. But now back to open ice, Kenneth, because we have 57 minutes of footage that can be talked about. And first off, before we dive in, I think I think you agree with me here, and we can both 
pretty much agree that Jeff Totes did an incredible job on this doc. He, I mean, just somehow, and I was reading a story, I think on Dallas Morning News by Matt DeFranks, that he had said it could have been up to four hours with all the footage yeah. he had and all the noteworthy footage. And he said he, he feels bad because certain parts of it that he really wanted to include, he just couldn't because he had to get it under an hour. And so, and there was only one commercial break on Fox Sports Southwest, Kay. That 57 minutes, there was like a two-minute commercial break. But other than that, it was rolling right through, no stopping. And so that was nice. But at the same time, I know it was, I, I could tell, you know, from reading that story that there were some parts that he really wished he could have shown. Like, he he was hoping he could have gone more in-depth on the injuries, on, you know, the, all the reports about the the medical room the training the training room about players just in and out in lines just getting ice bags and getting doctored up just to try and keep playing and I know that he wanted to show that he said you know you could have done a whole hour on just the Vegas series you could have done a whole hour on just the Colorado series you could have done a whole hour on yeah. just the Stanley Cup final and so he said you know we were going back in terms of importance. He said, I, I clipped, put everything together, put the Tampa Bay part together, put the Vegas part together, put the Colorado part together, and then looked at, okay, how much time do I have left to give to Calgary? Which is funny because, Kenneth, the Calgary series was a very eventful playoff series for the Dallas Stars. Lots of big moments, lots of tides turning and shifting, and yet it was still the fourth most, I don't want to say popular, but the fourth most entertaining of the of the series that the stars went through on their run to the Stanley Cup final, but overall, I think Totes did an incredible job with it. Yeah, he did. It, it, it was I watched it on YouTube today. Actually, I didn't watch it on Fox Sports Southwest yesterday. I watched it on YouTube today, um, and yeah, it was it was it was strange because I mean, what you're trying to trim down is is two months. I mean, yeah. that's really what it is. Sixty six days. Into, into an, yep. Yeah, into an hour. Um, uh, an hour of content. So it was to me. It it seemed like a a very like an hour long like it was like an hour long highlight video kind of thing. But I thought it was really interesting. Did a really good job of kind of overarching through the mood of the team throughout the playoffs. Yeah. And that was what I was really kind of looking for. Was was what was it like? The what were the players feeling like? How did they act? And how did they feel during this two month span? And you could kind of see. You can kind of see the progression, which I thought was really pretty cool. If you yeah. when you start it, it's you know joking around. You know, obviously he started with kind of the lead up into going back into the bubble, but then with the going into the bubble, you know, lots of joking around. You know, the Stephen Johns clip where he's you know he's pulling out his he's got his yep. gaming yep. monitor, he's testing internet in his, speeds, yep, uh, yeah, his computer and all of that, and he's got he's like yeah, I convinced all the boys to bring their stuff. So it's kind of, and it kind of had this okay, it's like a little vacation kind of feel, and then it kind of progresses Calgary, it's. You know, still really, really lighthearted. But as it keeps going, you just you see kind of the intensity kind of ramp up. And then when yeah. you kind of get to when you go into the Vegas series, you can kind of see the mood shift going into the Vegas series. And I think I think for us, that's when it kind of sank in that okay, there's like a legit possibility here. This team's only a series away from yeah. the Stanley Cup final, and so I imagine that sort of sunk in there as well. Um, and and so that was cool to see kind of that progression of emotion and intensity and and how they feel. And then you get towards the end of it. And you can kind of see, you can pick up on it. I don't know how intentional. You can pick up on it, though. These guys were tired, like yeah. emotionally tired oh, yeah. of being there. And they showed the video uh, of family members and, you know, congratulating them and, and wishing them luck. I think that was, that was right before the Vegas series or during the Vegas series. Or was 
that was the video that was from right from that was Prince somewhere yeah somewhere in between the I think the the Colorado and Vegas series uh, I think in between the Vegas series somewhere yeah. right before the Vegas series yeah yeah so they show that video but you could kind of see then like you could kind of see these guys getting a little bit more emotionally tired and then by the end obviously we we all know how it ends but yeah very very well done. Um, you got to just, you, that's what I think that's the big takeaway, right? Is, is seeing the progression of the, how these guys acted and felt, um, throughout the course of, of the two months that they were in this bubble. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, that's the coolest part about all this. And I know I read somewhere, uh, in, in some story, I think it was maybe on the athletic about totes and, and we're actually right now we're going to try and. Just telling you this ahead of time, we're going to try and get totes on here in the near future so we can talk about this. You know, we had him on about a month ago to talk about actually living in the bubble, talk about, you know, being with the team for two months. But now that he's put together this latest work of art, this latest creation, this hour long doc, would love to, you know, Kenneth, I know I've already come up with like seven or eight questions that I'd love to ask him about his experience and putting all of this together, you know, from basically from the ground up, Kenneth, because. This was, as we said, I think yesterday and today, this was all totes. He was the one that shot it all. He was the one that edited all the footage, and he was the one that told the story. No, There were no like outside hands of, you need to do this, you need to do that. It was all totes' uh, vision, and I think that turned, helped it turn into something really beautiful, Kenneth. It's something that we're going to be able to look back on, considering it's on YouTube. We'll be able to look back on for years to come because this really was a playoff run like no other. And it's funny because we sometimes can forget that, especially with no hockey for the past month and a half. But this really was a playoff run that shocked everybody. That It's one that we're not going to forget for a while or the players are going to forget for a while. So we got plenty more to talk about on We're Not Going Home. We'll get to that right around the corner when the Locked on Stars podcast continues in a moment. Before we get to the rest of the We're Not Going Home video produced by Jeff Totes, let's talk about mental and physical walls. We know that we've all got them throughout our day. For me, Friday afternoon today, you know, we're getting ready to head into the weekend, and you're like, man, will this day ever, ever end? If you've got to break through one of those walls, look no further than Built Go. These one-and-a-half-ounce packages are easy to toss in a briefcase, in a golf bag, or just put in your pocket as you go about your day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. They've got three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, coconut, uh, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system quickly and it's easy on your stomach. Built Go is loaded with the good stuff that help, it helps to ignite your work, including beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Collagen protein also promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, so the stuff literally makes you look better. Right now, our listeners can go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. And we're back here at the Locked on Stars podcast, bringing you this Friday episode. The week is over. Time to take a breath. Time to kick back, relax. Kenneth, not a whole lot of fun football games on this weekend, unfortunately, um, there were some really good ones last weekend, though, so I guess we got kind of overspoiled last weekend, and this weekend for all of our football fans out there, American football at least, I don't know about a, your football, Kenneth, um, I don't know what, what's going on in your football terms, or Sean Shapiro's MLS playoffs Owens. getting ready to roll. Okay, all right, yes, I know MLS playoffs are coming, we, we talked about that the other day, 
but I don't know about anything yeah. overseas, if anything's happening. Uh, inter- it's, it's an international break, so nobody's playing right Perfect. now. Perfect. So then I'm not missing anything. Okay. But anyways. I mean, you're missing the U.S. men's national team is playing friendlies. They are? Um, for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, they played Wales on Thursday. Oh. And they play uh, Panama on Monday. Interesting. Is Landon Donovan still on that team? He is, he is not. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, he hasn't been that, for, there you go. for about, probably, what, eight years? <laughs> there, there we are. I, okay, I, <laughs> Do you I, know how old Landon Donovan full, is? Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I guess the joke just did not hit. I did know Landon Donovan was no longer on the team, but... I, I guess in the, in my lack of soccer knowledge, that may have been taken literally. Um, but regardless, uh, anyways, let's shift back to hockey. I just expect a bare minimum from you. You should in most cases, not just soccer. You should in like most cases, unless it has to do with hockey or you know Dallas Stars hockey specifically or Christmas. Expect the bare minimum um, because then I'll never disappoint you because I always find a way to exceed the minimum. But anyways, uh, let's get back to hockey. Let's get back to the Dallas Stars. Let's get back to we're not going home. Uh, the one-hour doc aired on Fox Sports Southwest Thursday night, followed up, put on U- the Dallas Stars YouTube page, produced solely by Jeff Totes, the senior producer of the Dallas Stars. And kind of, we've obviously talked about kind of our initial takeaways from this one-hour doc. And, of course, I thought it was really cool because Totes was able to tell the story just like he does and – I think somebody may have brought this up, but he he tells a story in a way that not many people do or not many people can. Not many, you know, producers, storytellers, because he didn't use a narrator. He didn't use any sort of like guiding vocals. It was all organic audio. It was all players talk. It was whether it was, you know, player talk from the locker room, player talk in game player talk off the ice, whether it was Rick Bonus talking, whether it was Josh Bogorod and Razor's calls from the games throughout the playoff run. But he and even in the first two or three minutes when he was talking about the pandemic or when he was setting the stage of, you know, getting out, getting back into the game after, you know, going through a pandemic and a pause, setting the stage with news clips, with, you know, I saw Good Morning America. I saw uh I can't remember what the other uh, they, he used another, you know, news news station. He used ESPN talking about the NHL returning to play. There was a lot of different things he incorporated to help tell the story and help it flow. And I think that just ended up making it all the more special because you didn't really feel like you were being forced to by anyone or anything to follow a certain path. You just kind of got to follow it by yourself. And that was kind of cool. Yeah, and and I thought the news clips were really cool because it, it was uh, you you kind of I know I'm at least guilty of it, kind of forgetting where we were, you know, at that time in in July where we I mean there was there was nothing right, and so the well, thought of hockey we, coming back, I don't know. <laughs> but the thought of hockey coming back was was I mean that was a, a huge huge thing, and I think even now even now we're going okay the season's over, and so I don't think we necessarily remember that in July. It really felt. I mean, that was that was like we were sitting hands and you know, sitting on pins and needles, yeah. going, "Can we can we get sports back? You know, is that yeah. going to be um, is that going to be uh, on the table?" So that was really cool. I thought I thought the interesting thing, and and you know, I, I can only speak for myself on this, but watching it uh, kind of as a fan and, and somebody who was who was you know along and, and watched every single game and all of that, and, and obviously got to kind of cover it through through this medium. Um, what was really interesting was watching it you had this sense of like nostalgia and like good memories because obviously that was it was just it was a ton of fun that whole yeah. run 
but the whole time it was mixed with just this kind of this feeling of like dread because you knew how it ended, you knew, right? Yeah. You knew that it you knew that it ended without them winning the Stanley Cup. So it was it was that weird kind of you were like, you know, you would individual moments I would go, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was so cool. Or yeah. like, Gurionov's goal, Gurionov's goal when they when he showed that, Against you know, Vegas, I still got yep. chills yep. and they yeah, they flashed over to Rick Bonus. But at the same time, you watch Gariano's goal and you get chills remembering that moment because you remember back to when that happened and it was, the sky's the limit, yeah. right? We're, they're headed to the Stanley that Cup feeling final. of invincibility, like no, nothing's going to stop yeah. this train kind of thing, yeah. Exactly. So, but watching it this time, you get, you, you remember back to those feelings, but at the same time, you're sitting there going, but I know how it ends, yeah. right? So, it was kind of a weird combo, Um but I, it was. I think that's how you. Sh- that's how you should feel, right? Yeah. You, you should. I mean, overall, you know, you're going to look back on this ten years from now. We're going to look back on this and go, man, what an exciting run that was when there was nothing else going on, right? right. That's what we looked forward through every single day was was watching hockey. Yep. Um, so I, I think that's how it'll be remembered. Right now, the sting is definitely still there of of not winning at all, and I'm sure the players will tell you the same thing. But. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool, and, and obviously Totes has some unprecedented access. He, he had more access than any of us could have dreamed of, and so to be able to see, like I said, the emotions of the players and, and how it all kind of shifted, because we only saw him, we only saw him in, in you know media Zoom availability, yeah, and, and talk, yep. yeah, Zoom interviews yeah. and all of that. So you only get what you know what their pregame, postgame availability is right. like. What's their you know you think about a guy like Jamie Ben. He's the same way every single time, yeah. right? Until that last press conference after Game Six, there was—I mean, it was the same thing every single time. So you 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 get to see the documentary, and you can kind of see, you know, there is a lighter side to Jamie Ben. He likes to joke around, he likes to have fun, yeah. but you could even see him, you know, go from he was you know really relaxed, kind of kicking back and enjoying the moment until you get and as you progressed, it was like every every step of the way, it was like you know a little bit more intensity, a little bit more um, seriousness and. And obviously culminating in getting to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and I think I know Totes also talked about this when we had him on a couple weeks ago for a, a two-part uh, feature, kind of two episodes with Totes talking about a little bit of everything from you know the early days of his production career to starting with the Stars to the last four years. And he talked a lot about, I think you asked him a question about building that trust with the team, building that trust with the players, whether they were guys that had been there since he started or whether they were guys that had just gotten there this year. Building that trust to where you could see that trust kind of through the dock because these guys were still just acting like their usual selves. They knew the camera was on. They knew sometimes they had a microphone on them, but it didn't matter because they knew that they could be themselves around totes. They knew they didn't have to tense up. They didn't have to, oh, I probably shouldn't say this. Oh, I probably shouldn't do this because totes might be filming me. They just were themselves. And that was the coolest part because... That gave us, you know, all of us that were watching, that gave us a different look, a different view. And the especially the people that, as you said, aside from player availabilities and, you know, maybe some of the pictures that Totes sent to the Star Social group to, to put up on Twitter and Facebook or little videos and snippets, you didn't really see much. And you usually don't see much from these players, but they really do have personalities that make them really unique, you know, that make them a lot of fun to, you know, be around, a lot of fun to interact with. And certainly he did a great job of tying all those personalities together and telling a really great story that, as you said, not every story has a fairy tale ending, as we learned. But it was kind of interesting how we knew what was coming, and yet you still didn't want to turn away, Kenneth, because you knew you knew what was coming. You wanted to see it play out. Uh, even though you knew the result, you wanted to see it play out from that different angle that Totes provided us. So 
Lots of cool stuff from Jeff Toads. If you haven't seen the We're Not Going Home documentary yet, it's on Dallas Stars YouTube. Make sure to go check it out. Carve out an hour of free time this weekend. Go check it out. We'll talk plenty more about it right around the corner when the Locked On Stars podcast continues in a moment. Stick with us. Before we wrap up talking about the We're Not Going Home documentary, Built Bar is back and they're better than ever. Built Bar was already the best protein bar on the market. Now they've upped their game. They've got six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That's on top of the 12 original flavors. Our favorite here at the Locked on Stars podcast is that banana bread bar. But all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. If you're the health-conscious guy, maybe you want to indulge in a delicious treat while you're trying to lose or maintain weight, look no further than a built bar low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber these bars are delicious and they are good for you the cherry barcia bar one of their new flavors 17 grams of protein 130 calories four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs right now our listeners can go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on and get 20 percent off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast. We're wrapping up this Friday evening episode. Yes, it's Friday. It's the end of another week. We're excited to be here. We're excited especially, Kenneth, because next week we've got lots to talk about. First, on Monday, you've got the reverse retro jerseys uh, being unveiled across the NHL. On Wednesday, I think you and I are planning on talking about uh, some reports have started to surface over the past week about the NHL meeting, NHL and NHLPA, you know, deciding, talking through how next season might look, when next season might start. Lots of new information has come out over the past few days. We've been reading up on that. Can't wait to talk about that next week. I know we talked about it last week when the NBA initially uh, finalized their plan to start on December 22nd. But we've got that to talk about. We'll hopefully, if we can try and if we can get totes on next week, we'll make sure. But I know, hey, totes is busy. We, we know that. So if, if we can't get him next week, we'll try and get him in the near future to talk about this We're Not Going Home documentary. And I want to end with that, Kenneth, because, you know, we spent the majority of the episode talking about it and wanted to spend a few more minutes because we've talked about some of the high points. We've talked about the initial reactions, but there were a few moments, I think, and, and uh, you know, it's a small handful, I think, but there were a few things that were unveiled during that doc where maybe you didn't know this before, or maybe you just didn't know the full extent of this going into the dock. But there were a few things that were noticeable, very noticeable and very prevalent throughout this 60-minute documentary. And I wanted to talk about a couple of them. You know, first off, let's talk about Rick Bonus Because this guy, you know, we, we've talked about Rick Bonus a number of times on this podcast, Kenneth. And going, dating back to, you know, January, February, March, when... He had the team, you know, he was two or three months into being an interim and he was stuck on a six-game losing skid and people were saying, oh, get rid of him. You know, he's done. Hire a new coach during the pause. We don't need him. But when you see this up close, you see his relationship with the players, you see his fire and his intensity in that locker room, whether it's at first intermission, whether it's after a loss, or whether it's after a win. The intensity and the emotion that he has it's easy to see why this team loves Rick Bonus so much. Yeah, Rick Bonus is is really a uh, he, he's seeing his relationship with the team was really really cool, and 
he's uh, he's obviously been around around uh, the, the game and, and and this kind of situation a lot in his career, and so kind of hearing you know hearing him talk to players and, and getting ready, they're getting ready to go into. Um, I guess it was a Stanley Cup final. Maybe actually they were getting ready to go into Vegas, game five against Vegas. And he's talking about, you know, he, he's, he's talking to everybody. He's got everybody together. And he, you know, he goes, you know, he asked Joe Pavelski, you know, yeah. how long have you been in the league? Pavelski, you know, gives him a number of years. He goes, how many times have you been to the Stanley Cup final? Once. You know, Corey Perry asked him the same question. You know, yeah. Cogliano asked him the same question. He hasn't been to the Stanley Cup final. So he, he, he kind of sets the stage really well. And, and I think he's, He's obviously got a great relationship with the players where he can kind of lean on that, you know, and go, hey, you know, these guys, these veterans have been around for a very, very long time. Yeah. And they've been there once, right, yeah. up to this point. Joe Pavelski and Corey Perry both well over 10 years, and they both have one appearance to their name. So, you know, he could kind of have that relationship. And you saw one thing that he was really adamant about after games was, you know, he loved the the camaraderie and the, the relationship the players had with each other and, and the celebrating with each other and all of that. So I think you know you got to see kind of that dynamic, and in, in that he's very much respected by the by the players. He's he's liked by the players, and that he has he has a connection that goes beyond just coach player um, with this team. And, and I think that's going to be something beneficial. And I think that's a large part of the reason why he he got the uh, the regular gig as the head coach for the Stars. Yeah, absolutely. And the the emotion you know that we've been talking about that he shows and that connection with those players. You know, when that when they were showing that family video, he asked Blake Como, you know, about his daughters. And, you know, I think it was actually back to game, before game five, I think, against the Lightning in the Stanley Cup final when he uh, he's talking to the team, you know, during a film session. And he says, I saw a headline on TSN about uh, the Dallas Stars will not go quietly and he said, you know, who are they? Like, like, who do they think they are, you know, saying this about us? And it's, it's, it was such an interesting dynamic, Kenneth, because you really did see that emotion. You really did see that, that grit that he has as a head coach. And, you know, even showing that Wolf of Wall Street scene uh, right before Game 7 against Colorado, that I'm not going anywhere scene from Leonardo DiCaprio. That it, It's just the way that he coaches and the way that he approaches those players and, you know, treats them not only as the players have said extensively, not only as players on the team, but also as the, you know, as players on the team, but also as human beings. It's certainly, it's it's a cool effect and it's a cool impact that he has on that team. And we got to see that up close. Uh, You know, the other impact, Kenneth, another guy that take this taking a lot of flack. From, let's just be honest, taking a lot of flack from the, the Dallas Stars community over the past few years, you know, certain fans, not not the entirety, but certain fans that have been a little upset or, not, you know, not not as, I guess, not upset that about Jamie Benn. Let's just talk about the captain here. Uh, we're talking about Jamie Benn's reaction to Game 6, and I, I read following the game, Kenneth, that uh, Saad Yusuf wrote a story talking to Totes about the production and this shot this one shot that really resonated that if you watch a doc you couldn't have missed it a shot of Jamie Benn sitting in the locker room by himself after game six after the loss against the lightning he's got his full uniform on everyone else has already taken off their uniforms they've left the locker room they've headed to you know to the trainer's room or the showers or whatever Jamie's sitting there by himself Matias Janmark comes up you know gives a shakes his hand you know, consoles him for a couple seconds, then leaves. And Jamie's just by himself. And 
then of course you you if you watched the post game you remember his interview Kenneth uh, from after game six three questions not a whole lot of answers of any kind and it just it shows you the emotion that overcame him because of how bad he wants to win and how bad he wants to see this team win Kenneth it was it was really particularly just kind of it kind of made you shiver a little bit kind of made you shudder just a little bit because it was a very raw uh very raw shot that totes captured in the locker room yeah it was it was it was uh with with especially with the camera angle high where you could see the entire locker room and see it emptied out and you got some of the context yeah you could see the emotion and just uh you know you, you that's where that's sometimes i think part of the part of sport that we don't always remember and because we don't always we don't we, we rarely see it actually is is that yeah. kind of feeling um you know you there these guys were there like I, I said multiple times these guys were there as long as anybody was and uh and yet here they go they walk away with for for lack of better you know for, for more or less they were walked away empty-handed so you know yeah you get to see that emotion it was some insight and, and you know a little bit of a reminder that these guys are human and these guys are are highly highly competitive and um, you know, they, uh, they hurt just like the rest of the fan base does, um, when they weren't able to, to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in addition to some of those big moments and big, uh, you know, well, in, in addition to the more noticeable things that we caught and some of the big things that we've been talking about, there were, like John Klingberg said, following game six, the it was almost like the family element Kenneth came into play that after you're there six to six days and Jim Neal talked a lot about it these this you're eating with the same guys you're eating breakfast lunch and dinner with the same guys every day you're going to the rink with the same guys every day because of that condensed schedule but that second family impact you really saw that growing throughout the documentary as they got deeper and deeper into the playoffs those you know going to the golf going golfing together going to the driving range together going to that arcade together all the fun that was had by the players and you know you saw black aces and you know black aces and superstars on the team having fun together you know having that community together building that bond building that kind of brotherhood together and it was such a cool documentary it was such a cool step behind the scenes kind of totes helped peel back the curtain and show people a lot of what goes on, you know, in a day-to-day format with this Dallas Stars team that not many people get to see, but also what goes on in a bubble format where everything seems to be heightened and, you know, vamped or ramped up a, a good bit. So the emotions, the the storyline and the journey was just second to none. And fantastic job to Jeff Totes once again for putting together such a great look back at what was arguably the most in- intriguing Stanley Cup playoffs run in franchise history it may not have ended like you said can't the fairy tale ending lifting the cup but certainly a run like no other that we'll never we won't soon forget but all of that aside i think that's about all we've got for this friday episode kenneth and you're giving me the it's time to go signal so uh i think it's your turn to give us your final thoughts before we close up shop here for the weekend uh, as always, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. We show up in your feed every day. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownStars, at Kenneth underscore Nash 19, and at Josh underscore Clark 02. Wow, that was like eight seconds long. Good for you, Kenneth. Good job. But once again... I'm trying to get us back under our time. I know. We're almost there. Okay, hold on. Okay, I'll be quick about this. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Have a great weekend. 
and we'll talk to you on Monday shortly after the reverse retro jerseys are revealed. Can't wait, but until then, enjoy your weekend. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 